welcome to uh, Skillcheck, the uh, positive gaming podcast from YMCX. It's, uh, my name is Andy. And my name is Becky. And you'd think a intro like that, I'll get it right first time. Absolutely not. Never get it right the first time. One day, one day it will happen. One day, one day it will happen. And uh, happy Jedi Survivor Day. I don't know what that means. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> You've heard me talk about Jedi. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I have. Jedi Survivor is the sequel. Okay. Is it out today? today. Okay, that makes more sense. I am going to go home and play it after. Of course you are. All afternoon. We will be doing it next week in Andy's Game of the Week, presumably. With apologies to my daughter (laughs) if I am late with school pickup. Yeah. Um, It's a potential. What is also potential is it's a game that's been released today and I'm sure it will not be a buggy mess. I'm sure it will be fine on release day. <laughs> it will be perfectly okay. Uh, that's, yep. So no, next week is going to tell you about all the bugs that are in it <laughs> and why it's not working and I'm sure it, I'm sure it'll work fine and I'm sure there will be no performance issues yeah, at all absolutely. whatsoever. <laughs> Becky, help me out here. Yeah. What, what have we got coming up? So we've got coming up, we have got, we're talking uh, The Guardian, talking about grief and we're talking about Andy's Game of the Week, which is spit. Spirit. Spirit fairer. Oh, this is a spit fairer then. That's, that's not a That's game. a different game. Yeah, it's a different game. Um, and then, now, but now we have... I'm going to say it. Gaming news. Gaming news. So, Becky, what is happening gaming news-wise this week? Gaming news. Okay. Um, so our first piece of gaming news is the return of the saga. Um, <laughs> the everlasting. The everlasting saga that we have talked about so much. Um, so the big piece of gaming news this week is the UK Competition and Marketing Authority have rejected Microsoft's takeover of Activision Blizzard. The UK Authority was the first to announce its ruling, which will also be ruled on by the EU and the US. The US Federal Trade Commission has already begun a legal challenge to block the takeover, and the EU postponed their decision because Microsoft proposed concessions to get the deal over the line. Microsoft has hit out at the decision, saying that the move was bad for Britain and it shakes their confidence in future opportunities to grow a technology business here. Well, the ever return of the saga of whether Microsoft are going to be able to take over Activision Blizzard. Well, there, there is also this nugget of information where it's not Call of Duty that they were yes, worried it was, about. Yeah, it wasn't it's, the news articles. It's not mobile business, apparently. It is it's cloud, cloud gaming. streaming, yeah. Which... And Activision is really into cloud gaming. Is that a thing? No. I don't think I've seen think any so. Activision Blizzard's cloud gaming. I think it's more about strengthening uh, Xbox uh, Game Pass, oh, okay. which has a cloud gaming kind of option. Oh, I see. Okay. Part of that. But still, you know, we're just... If that's the case... Yeah. I mean, Amazon. All right, so Amazon's in that space as well. Yeah. But Amazon's been in that space in America for a lot longer than it has mm. in the UK you could argue that if Amazon moved across to the UK when Google Stadia closed mm. then then Amazon would be in a far stronger position mm. and obviously Google Stadia shut yep and it's like well 
Is this yeah. a space that people want to be in? Is this yeah. a space that... I mean, it was, I mean, when I was reading the articles, it, what I feel was more ridiculous to me was that Microsoft were really hitting out at it, like, oh, for obvious reasons. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. But also then, like, they were really hitting out at the UK, and but knowing full well... Well, they're playing the political game. <laughs> yeah. They were full well that the US have already tried to make a move to stop the acquisition, hmm. and then also that the EU potentially would have made it a... But it's just because the UK have ruled first that for some reason they're hitting out at the UK. Yeah. Not that I, you know, <laughs> I just think it's an interesting yeah, thing. I think it, it's, it's going to go one of two ways. Yeah. Um, way number one is that they're going to appeal it. Well, they are going to appeal it. That's it. It says all that in the news. The, the sensible, well, I say sensible money. There, there is a school of thought that they could potentially win an appeal. Yeah. Most mostly i think the argument is that if cloud gaming is such a big important space to keep clear for competitors where are the competitors yeah why aren't they moving into that space mm. um way number two is microsoft will probably end up just stepping away going all right then and using this ton of cash somewhere else yeah maybe on buying another studio mm. Sega Ubisoft do you think are they up for sale <laughs> oh, is anyone really up for sale until they are Sega have just bought something they, the Angry They've Games just bought Angry Birds which is a massive mobile game yeah which is a area yeah. which Microsoft want to get into yeah Ubisoft just launched Ubisoft Connect onto Xbox. Yep. So I guess we'll see. Time will tell, I guess. And actually, it will tell whether... I'm sure we'll be coming back to this when the EU rule and the US rule as well. (laughs) Because let's be honest, we've still got those rules. It's going to go on and on and on and on and on. And And it doesn't seem like Microsoft is giving up anytime soon. No, because they want it. They They, want it so badly. They want the mobile gaming market. Mm. They want... Call of Duty, they want World of Warcraft. They want Candy Crush. They want Candy Crush. They want Candy Crush. And, yeah, all those sorts of games will just really strengthen what they can offer people. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I mean, the saga will continue and we'll keep telling you what's happening in the against the saga. On. on and on and on. Our next piece of gaming news is... EA has begun its transition from FIFA to EA Sports SC, although no gameplay will be available till July. The work of trying to encourage FIFA's estimated 150 million players to switch has already started. The new logos have been displayed in the Premier League grounds and EA have unveiled a plan to support grassroots football throughout the world. The vice president of the EA Sports FC brand said that Although they have split from football's governing body, the 19,000 footballers, 700 teams and 30 leagues will still be represented in the game. FIFA announced its plans to compete with EA Sports FC last month, and we did tell you about that last now, month. Now, I, I wonder what the kind of legal agreements are that mm. have been put into place to let EA do this. Yeah. I mean, I've not seen this a lot, but I've kind of seen... Uh, Liverpool advertise something about mm. EA Sports. Yeah. And it's like, what is this? I mean, is there kind of separate legal agreements with, with teams yeah. and EA as well as 
FIFA and like I don't FIFA know where, yeah. agreement. I'm not, yeah, I don't know how that's going to work. If they're still being able to represent the footballers and the football, is oh. it like completely separate or? Because I mean, you would feel like FIFA had like a moratorium on it, right? If they were got seven hundred yeah. teams, that that must be one heck of a legal mm. case in order to get rights to use all those teams and all those mm. players. It, Maybe they'll just make up fake teams. I guess we'll find out. We will find out. Yeah. And our final bit of gaming news is Young Horses, the acclaimed director. Uh, the acclaimed games developer Young Horses has just dropped four free games on Steam as part of a collection known as its Free Range Initiative. Most of the games were developed as side projects and so therefore can be classed as a little strange. Uh, the games are Ant Ambassador, Independent, Snake Date, and Octodad Student Edition. All four titles are available now for free, but only by downloading them from the Steam store. I have to admit, Young Horses is new on me. Yeah. I do like how they uh, describe themselves. Yeah. Uh, they say, we create quirky, innovative and charming <laughs> games. Yeah. I mean, I think... the boundaries <laughs> of game design. When I was looking it up, I was like looking at the games and I was like, they're all a bit weird. <laughs> and which is why they were side projects, I think. Um, but they yeah, there's a lot of like uh, games. Octodad is apparently one that's like a bit more popular. Um, and that's like Octopad. Octodad Student Edition was one that the, the like original game that they invented when they were at university, which is why it's a student edition. Um, Octodad might just be gaming's first slapstick comedy. Oh, there you go. Um, I think I will have to try them and tell and tell you about them and see whether they're actually any good or not. But yeah, this the company dropped four free games. If you want like a good game that's not going to cost you loads, that are a bit silly and a bit wacky, um, yeah, those are on, available on Steam. The games are for kids and adults. And adults. So I'm seeing good humour for all. Good, yeah, good humour. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Awesome. Good fun. And that's the end of gaming news. Right, Becky. Mm-hmm. Let's let's chat. Let's chat. The mainstream media. <laughs> Gosh, you make it sound like it's really bad. <laughs> I know, right? I mean, I, yeah. So, I, I, I guess I'm going to struggle to work to think yeah. of better wording yeah. for the Guardian yeah. newspaper well you know yeah. actual kind of yeah. news outlets that isn't ourselves because we're yeah we're number one the news well, outlet yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah totally we, we, we may have slightly lower reach than yep. people like the Guardian do yeah uh, but I think one thing that we've traditionally done is that we've kind of uh, sought out other kind of articles and mm. news items just like gaming news yep but as opposed to where a lot of time game news is what's happening, yep. we occasionally go, oh, we've got this, this interesting bit of research, there's a bit of interesting yep. news. A lot of time it's around um, violence in games. Mm, yeah. Or how gaming can help behaviour and things like yeah. that. Yeah, and physical stuff as well. Yeah, yeah. And I think one thing that, we didn't quite have time for last week mm. was this um, article that appeared in The Guardian right. a couple of uh, not even a couple weeks ago I think it was just 10 days ago like a week and a half okay. something like that mm-hmm. and 
basically what they're saying is it's a great article about grief. Yeah. Which feels like a it's like now I've said those words out loud. Great. And grief isn't the combination of words you hear often. Yeah. Um but they really kind of take take the time and kind of I guess is column in inches mm-hmm. really a thing now, but in yeah. in the world of websites. But there's this great kind of long in-depth article about about gaming and grief. Mm. Which to start with, you know, thank you, The Guardian, for actually spending a bit of time on that. Yes. Yeah. I feel that's kind of our yeah, we talk about it a lot, don't we? Yeah. And, and like, we always, you know, we're really keen to try and highlight the positives of gaming mm. and um, how it's not, you know, it's not all bad. And I think sometimes when you read media stories about gaming, they're often quite negative and they're often So about, to read media yeah. stories that say, that says, gaming, it's not all bad. Yeah. And so it's, it's nice. yeah, it's nice to read a story that's about something that's positive about gaming rather than like... Stuff that you always hear about, like, oh, young people are being affected by this and all this kind of stuff. So it's nice to read something that's nice like, and positive about how gaming can help people through grief. Yeah, I mean, in their words, uh, they say, players have long found a refuge from grief in video games and a recent wave of games is tackling this difficult theme head on. Mm. So it does kind of acknowledge that uh, there are some games where people play and, they, and it's more of a refuge, it's more of a... Not to escape, but to kind of give a space to develop, yeah. to mull on, and kind of process those feelings. Yeah. But then it does go on to, to kind of tackle um, the, in their words, recent wave of games. Mm. And uh, there's this paragraph here which I particularly like uh, because I think it kind of summarises a lot about what games can offer. Yeah. Which is, games have the power to normalise grief and offer comfort. And as as art does, they can help us find meaning in our trauma so that we can overcome it. Avoiding thinking and talking about loss can maintain poor psychological well-being, explains Hitchcock, who is a psychologist that they talk to Mm -hmm. in the article. Playing a game about someone else's grief is going to trigger thinking about your own grief due to the way that associations between information are formed in the brain. A game can therefore reduce avoidance of your own grief, but potentially in a way that is less comfort, less co- confronting or painful. Yeah. Important words at the end there to get it right. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it's... So true. Yeah, it's totally like we. I definitely. It was interesting when you were talking about. That, I was thinking about like what 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 we all experienced through COVID, and actually there was a lot of like different elements of grief because you mm. lost. We lost. We all lost things that we couldn't then do or couldn't be part of that we were used to be part of, and actually, like I felt gaming was like an escape thing through that. But yeah, potentially it did help me process that as well. Like in terms of like we'd I'd play like. Um, not so much Animal Crossing, but like other things like The Sims or that kind of stuff where it's a bit more like interacting with humans and feeling like a bit like I'd lost that human contact, having those like hypothetical yeah. people to interact with. But also, yeah, I guess it does help people deal with grief. And I think we have a lot of young people that we work with potentially that use it in the same way. So, And I guess it's important to 
point out the elephant in the room, which is whilst as a society we talk about grief very much in the context of someone dying. Yeah. Um, which is a thing that uh, many people have had to learn to deal with. Yeah. But grief can also look like grief for something, either something that has been lost, yeah. um, be it a particular time in life, yeah. or it could be a job, it could be a relationship yeah. that has been lost as well. Yeah. So there is many different kind of forms of yeah. grief that... Yeah, it's not... Grief isn't as simple as... Well, it's not all people die it's very much like we all probably experience grief daily in different Mm. ways Mm. and actually learning to deal with that is a really important part of life and so I think like if this can help people to learn in a positive way how to deal with grief actually that's a really good thing like and it it will help you process your emotions and how you're feeling about stuff actually that's and and the more you learn about how, how to deal with grief the more quickly you can process stuff um Mm. and it's much and it becomes much easier to sort of make those processes in your head so i think it's really important um yeah learn to process it yeah and if it can be done in a way that is uh, less confronting yeah or painful yeah um that that is good um obviously gaming is one, one tool, part of it, one yeah. part of it. Yep. Um, if if you are feeling that actually there, there is stuff going on yeah. do you need help to process yeah. I would encourage you to reach out to someone Yeah. that someone could be a local service could be your GP could be a counsellor, could be a trusted friend Yeah. could be a youth worker youth leader yeah Pastor, anything nice person at work. As you, yeah, you trust them, and that you know that they're gonna support you in that situation. So exactly. Yeah. And now it's time for Andy's game of the week. Andy, what is your game this week? I don't know if it's because of the theme we just talked about, where yeah. we talk about grief, and it's kind of slightly inspired by reading that article. Um, which Spirit Fairy is mentioned mm-hmm. in uh, that article by The Guardian. Um, or if it's because there was at least one time, you know, family life can sometimes get a bit interesting. Don't know what you're talking about. I just want to sit down in a corner of the house yep. and chill out. Nice. And just play something... That's, that's a bit like a warm hug for the soul. Nice. And I, yeah, settled on playing Spirit Fair, which mm-hmm. if you're watching this on YouTube, should I be behind us? Little snippets. I've, and I've, I've got to admit, it's, it's one of those games that I've started playing about three or four times now. Yeah. Never quite got okay. too far into it. For various reasons, I think. Yeah. Um, <laughs> One time, well, I started playing it on Stadia, Stadia, and then closed down, started playing it on Game Pass, then really? left Game Pass. It, well, yeah, so this is my attempt to actually play it. Okay. Um, what is it? Well, 
to use the website's own words it's a game where kind of you're meant to build a boat to explore the world mm-hmm. and then befriend and care for spirits before releasing them into the afterlife yeah uh, it's very quite a unique endlessly varied adventure no um so if you know that kind of greek um i think it's greek um <laughs> It's basically the idea where you've got the boatman um, accompanying people into the afterlife. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, I think that's great. Um, I presume it's based on that. Okay. Please feel free to write in. Yeah, if you've got any corrections. (gasps) Decidedly wrong, but it's it's incredibly cute. Um, It's been described um, as a cosy game about dying. Yep. Which... I mean, there's a lot of kind of game mechanics here which remind me of Stardew Valley. Yeah. Not because it's anything like Stardew Valley, but because Stardew Valley seems to be the go-to game comparison for any game that is about, well, features, farming. Yep. Features, fishing. Yep. And features the mechanic where you can just sit there and fish. Mm Mm-hmm. For as long as you slip in where I want and be relaxed about it. Yep. And it's just nice. And the boat you build mm-hmm. has options like fields, bedrooms, kitchens, gardens. Uh, and it'll, yeah. So therefore, it kind of has that kind of cozy management feel that yep. Stardew Valley is nice. very well known for. Yeah. I was going to say, I really like the graphics. Like, it looks really pretty and colourful. It is a pretty game. Yeah. And it is quite a rarity for... It is, it's very kind of Switch-friendly type yeah. graphics yeah. in that... I, I guess I call it a rarity because it's a very pretty game, yet not exactly real life. Yeah. It, isn't, yeah, yeah. it looks like you're playing a computer game. Yeah. yeah. It looks like you're playing a cartoon. Yeah. But yeah, it's gorgeous. It's nice. It's available on many, many game platforms, platforms <laughs> including uh, iPhone as oh, well. Okay, um, so you can play. So have a if you have a Netflix subscription, yes, and you have an iPhone, you might be able to get it on Android as well. Okay, uh, it will be worth looking out for because I feel it's possibly free for people who have a Netflix subscription as well. Nice. Okay. Awesome. Well, that's great. That's all we've got time for this week. Um, so we will see you next week. We've got, uh, if you are on social media, we are on social media at YMCXTA and at YMCXTA Games on Instagram. Uh, feel free to find us on there. Um, and